first episode of Seek What's Above. Father Peterman and Tori Polhill are excited to share and discuss our amazing Catholic faith. We will dive into the weird, cool, obscure, and abstract topics of our faith. We hope to share what we love about the faith and have meaningful and thoughtful conversations about the church and her mysteries. So join us as we take a break from the busyness of this world and seek what's above. So, Father Peterman, I'm so excited that you and I are able to do this together. Uh, how about we just start with a little bit of introduction about, you know, what's going on in our lives, who we are, and we'll go from there. Sure, Tori. I'm excited for this too, not just to do this podcast and kind of have that way to uh, reach some of our parishioners and some of the faithful outside of the parish, but to get to know you a little bit as we continue to work together here at the parish, Our Lady of Sorrows in Farmington. Um, yeah, well, I'm a priest for the Archdiocese of Detroit, and I'm in my fifth year of the priesthood, and I'm excited for this. Something very different. <laughs> I'm a little nervous about engaging into this podcast, but uh, I think it'll be fun. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited that you were willing to do this. Uh, I know our parish has so much going on, Yeah. and I am personally a little biased, but I think our parish is like on fire right now, so mm-hmm. we might as well share that with other people. Amen. Uh, and for those who don't know me, my name is Tori Polhill. I'm the new Director of Youth Discipleship here at Our Lady of Saros. I come to you from the east side, so I'm very unfamiliar with this area, but I'm very excited to be here, and uh, we, I hope to get to know a lot of you, and we'll be getting to know each other while we do this as well. So, Father, I know our parish recently released another podcast with our pastor, Father Patak, That's so right. if you guys haven't listened to that, a little special call out for Pope's Prayers and Patak uh, with Father Patak and Michael Chamberlain, uh, and please give that a listen, but we hope you guys really enjoy hearing us too. Uh, so why did, uh, what kind of brought up this conversation of us doing a podcast and where is the direction that we want to go with this? Well, we're still trying to figure that out, aren't we? (laughs) As all good things do. So, I mean, podcasts are becoming a a really, I don't know, I think a great way for people to get to know, um, you know, their priests and, uh, because we've been able to have a more of a casual conversation, Mm -hmm. talk about all kinds of different things. And that's kind of what I think motivated us to do this particular podcast um, there's a lot that I think about <laughs> as a priest, and not all of that makes it into the homilies or the sermons uh, on the weekends, especially. Uh, and there's such a richness to our faith. Uh, it's one of the things that brought me back to faith in general, but especially the Catholic Church, that there's just such a beauty and a richness to it. There's just so much, and it's all great. <laughs> and I think this would be an exciting way for, for both of us to get into some of those things and share that with each other, but with, you know, the parish and and the community at large um, to talk about those things that are interesting and meaningful and help build up our faith. Um, Because there's so many different aspects, like we mentioned, that are uh, really beautiful parts Mm -hmm. of what it means to be Catholic and the ways that the Lord can draw us closer to himself. Yeah, I love that. I know when you and I first sat down and kind of started this discussion, we had a moment of like kind of nerding out about some of the things that we love about our faith, <laughs> Yeah. which then we're like, oh my gosh, we have things in common about like, like we got excited about like, oh my gosh, we know each other now a little better Yeah. because yeah. we just didn't, mm-hmm. I've been here four months. So like you had right. no idea who I am. Uh, and I am a little bit of a theology nerd. Uh, I really love learning about the beauty of the yeah. faith. And I think a lot of our young people, um, Young adults, but even teenagers mm-hmm. and young families are coming back to the faith because of the beauty and tradition that we have and finding out new little things that maybe mm-hmm. we haven't done in a while is right. kind of exciting. Yeah. Yeah. That's what motivated us to land on this name for the podcast, Seek What's Above, because there's such this beauty, this richness, and 
that is meant to lift our hearts mm -hmm. to God. And uh, when we were having that discussion and kind of thinking about nerding out, you know, about these all these topics, um, the verse came to mind from uh, St. Paul's letter to the Colossians. Uh, in chapter 3, he begins by saying, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So this idea that as Christians, we are new. The old is gone, and the Lord wants to lift us up to himself. And so St. Paul is, you know, talking to the Colossians saying, you know, don't get worried about the humdrum of life. I mean, we got to take care of things, mm -hmm. right? But there's such a, a, a beauty to our faith that the Lord wants to use to elevate our existence. And hopefully by discussing some of these topics, we can help people do that to enrich their life um, day to day and to help them in the midst of their busyness to, to seek what's above, to seek Christ. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think, Father, that's such a great segue into the first topic that we kind of chose for today. Yeah. Uh, we're, you know, we're recording this right now on November 9th, and we're hoping to release it within a week. But uh, this is the month, November, where the church remembers our dead. We celebrated All Saints Day and All Souls Day. Uh, last week, and I know we were kind of talking about the idea of memento mori and what does that mean and, you know, how does that really help us come to live our faith in a new way? So I thought maybe we could talk about that for a little bit, uh, talk about what November is all about for the church and kind of go from there. Great. Yeah, so as you mentioned, November is a month because of uh, All Saints Day and then All Souls Day in the first and second. We dedicate this month to praying for those that have died, for those souls in purgatory, um, journeying toward their heavenly reward. Mm -hmm. And they need our prayers. And as we do that, it's also a reminder of our, our own mortality, that we're not on this earth forever, mm -hmm. um, that we need the prayers of others, and that our prayers and sacrifices now do have an eternal consequence. Uh, they, 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 they do something in, in this eternal realm. And so it's important that in this month of November, in addition to praying for those that have died, we kind of think about how we're living our lives, mm -hmm. remembering death. And that's what Memento Mori means, remember your death. So, Father, how has uh, the idea of Memento Mori, or remember, you know, my favorite translation of it is, remember you must die. Mm. I think that's such a wonderfully aggressive way to just like... <laughs> wonderfully <I don't>, aggressive. <laughs> I'm not I love sure. that. I mean, I would love to say aggressive is not the right word, but like, I think we sometimes sure. need some aggressiveness yeah. in our life to remind us that... We're not meant for here. Like our yeah. home is not made on earth. Right. And when I was first told like the, that translation of moment, remember that you must die. Mm. It's such like a beautiful calling to remind ourselves that like, yeah, this isn't our home, but what do we do about that? Yeah. Well, have you heard the relationship with this and the Roman generals? No, but now I want to. Yeah. <laughs> so I think memento more, I mean, we have a Christian tradition of it and we're going to talk about that, but it has a very old history, even mm -hmm. before Christianity. Um, came from like this Greek kind of Stoic philosophy that the Romans adapted, and um, the Roman generals, of course, you know they were like conquering the world at one point, right? Naturally. Um, and when they would return, they would be the Roman generals would be awarded with a triumph, which was this huge mm -hmm. parade in the city in Rome, and all these honors and accolades, and you know this huge party. For yeah. Them. And it became very apparent that as these generals were being celebrated and honored in this, almost worshipped, mm -hmm. right? Then they began to think of themselves 
more than like their soldiers and their people. And um, the emperors thought themselves as gods, but you know, these generals were beginning to think of themselves as gods as well. And so they would get a slave, a Roman slave, and as the general was processing through the streets and everybody was cheering for him and, you know, saying, you're awesome, right? You've conquered this land and this people. The slave would be whispering in their ear, memento mori. Whoa. Yeah. I wish everybody could see the face I just made. <laughs> because... That is so intense. And I think that the translation you mentioned, remember, you must die. It's just a humble reminder that we can't get ourselves too elated, right? Yeah. Or think of ourselves as too much because we're going to meet the same fate as everybody else. Wow. Um, I'm that imagery yeah. that Isn't we that you just, yeah, like just seeing this strong, intense person walking down a roadway that like I'm imagining that yeah. was the Roman Empire sure. and just like this slave whispering, like it's eerie. Yeah. But also like kind of comforting in in the Christian sense. Sure. Like when we think about death now, well, when we should think how we should yeah. think about death <laughs> right. as Christians. Yeah, and we can think of I mean, when we were talking about, oh, we're gonna talk about death as our first topic, that's a you know, great way to start. <laughs> Absolutely. But it is such a part of our Christian faith. Right. I mean, the crucifix is our symbol. Yeah. You know? And when we think of remember you must die, it's it's not this morbid kind of depressing thing. But we remember that so that we change how we live now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's meant to be a, a, a motivation right. to live differently, to seek what's above. Oh, there we go. Look at Bring that. Bring that back. Um, yeah, so I think as, as Christians, when we think of this idea of memento mori, you might see symbols with, you know, skulls and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, that's something to be afraid of, right? Yeah. We've, we've died to our old, old selves and we live in Christ. Mm-hmm. We're alive in him. And the more we accept that reality, you know, let the old part of us die. Um, but remember that when we die, we're going to be judged right. by the Lord. Um, it, yeah, it's nothing to be afraid of. But we're to thank God that he's given us another day, you know. Yeah, absolutely. To, to come back to him, to change our lives and mm-hmm. to live better. Um, you know, that's a grace. Absolutely. Uh, I find, do you find, uh, I've noticed recently that we've kind of forgotten this sense of that death is a grace because not dying, you know, gives us that chance to live another day. Uh, there's a prayer. It's an old prayer that used to be prayed all the time and I'm trying to remember it. I think it's the one that used to pray before bed. Like now I lay me down to sleep. Mm. Other words after that. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray to I God. I pray the Lord my soul, my soul to, to keep. keep. And sh- if I die before I wake, something, something, the Lord may take. Yeah, my soul, something like my soul should take. We're totally prepared for okay, this. Yeah. Uh, this is real life, my yeah. friends. Um, but that was a prayer that when I talked to my mom about this one, she's like, we used to pray that all the time. And yeah. like, that was a culturally thing that like, yeah. those were your nightly prayers. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I first heard that as a kid, I'm like, well, that's what a comforting thought. Like I'm going to bed. Well, Jesus, if I don't wake up, I guess it's okay. Yeah. Cause you're going to take my soul to be with you. And we're it's praying kind of terrifying. for that. So, and death, I've heard too before that death, is, or I'm sorry, going to sleep is mm-hmm. like a rehearsal for your death. Wow. You know, because you don't know if you're going to wake up. Yeah. I've never thought of and it And it's that this way. idea that we're laying down like intentionally. Mm-hmm. 
hopefully we're prepared right. <laughs> for that moment if the you know if our the Lord our soul should take right, right. Um, and uh, yeah I think that's a that kind of idea is a great prayer you know and that's that's an example of memento mori right. of like teaching children not to remember their death in a, death in a scary way but right. like you said it's comforting to like I'm, okay I'm going to sleep and I'm praying that Jesus would be with me right. and. You know, bring it, I me feel home like if that's his plan. Yes, I feel like if that happened more often, it wouldn't be so scary. Yeah, and I feel like that doesn't always take place mm-hmm. until maybe later. And I know it's such an amazing thing of our faith that we have comfort in the fact that we're going home to heaven. We're going home to a Father who's prepared all this for us. Yeah, and uh, of course, there's a, a role we must play in that, but the fact that we have the chance to do that is a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, we have the chance to do that. And that's the whole thing with Memento Mori, mm-hmm. is that remember your death while you have the chance to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and again, that's not meant to be a scary thing, but um, because we've stopped talking about it, mm-hmm. we've stopped saying these kind of prayers and things, the world has taken that mm-hmm. kind of theology, you know? And now, like, November, especially October around Halloween, is like all these skulls and scary right. things, you know? That used to be, those used to be our symbols, right. our Christian symbols to remember, you know, days are getting darker, um, kind of approaching this darkness of our own life maybe, and the reminders to, while well, we have the chance, yeah, yeah, to seek the Lord and to turn our hearts back to him while we can, yeah. Uh, I have too, uh, a little book by Thomas Akempis, uh, where he, he meditates on, on death, kind of his Memento Mori mm-hmm. book. Um, and there's a beautiful little passage I wanted to share. Uh, he, he talks about how, you know, those that aren't ready for their death, it, it's a very scary thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unexpected. And I've seen this as a priest, you know, dealing with people in their last moments. Um, it can be scary. But he also, ha- like, shows the positive, what sure. it could be. And this is, I think, what we should live for. Mm-hmm. And when we think of memento mori, remember your death, this is the goal. And so right. I just want to read this little passage by, uh, by Kempis. For those who have lived holy and upright lives, who have prepared themselves diligently by prayer and penance, the situation will be very different indeed. Different, he's saying, than those who are not prepared. Sure. For when they realize that they are about to pass from this world of sorrows, this valley of tears, they will not fear at all. On the contrary, they shall rejoice, knowing that they are about to depart from their true native land of heaven, and there to, to, it's probably depart, they are about to depart for their true native land of heaven, and there to enjoy unending and infinite bliss in the company of the glorious angels and saints, illuminated by the magnificent and glorious radiance of the Trinity itself. And the cause of this joy is nothing other than the fact that they carry with them the testimony of a clear and innocent conscience. And he continues on from there. But mm-hmm. it's this idea that, like, death should be a joyful time. We're yeah. going home to the Lord. Um, that's, well, ideally, well, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and for a person that's ready for it, you know, there's nothing to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to be afraid of. And I, I think that's such a beautiful reminder on days, you know, we're entering into the season of Advent, yeah. which ends so joyful, mm-hmm. you know, with the birth of our Savior. But there's historically in the church, uh, the contemplation that's supposed to really take place in the season of Advent leading up to Christmas Day. Yeah. Uh, how do you think that really ties into, 
I mean, I don't think it's any coincidence that the church in her wisdom laid out November and All Souls Day and All Saints Day leading up to Advent. Sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. So how would you say that that kind of helps prepare our hearts for the Advent season leading up to the joyful day that is Christmas Day? Well, the season of Advent is all about preparing for the coming of Christ. Mm -hmm. We prepare for the coming of Christ at Christmas, this idea that he is coming to be a part of our lives. He took on human flesh to be one of us. But it's also this preparation for the coming of Christ at the end of time. Mm. Um, in fact, one of the, the prefaces for the Mass in Advent speaks about this twofold coming of Christ. So it's, it's very explicit in some of the prayers mm-hmm. that we use during Mass in Advent. And again, it's this idea that, yes, Christ is coming into the world now, kind of in time, as he came at the first Christmas, but also at the end of time. And... So it's this idea of preparing our hearts to meet the Lord, really. Right. And so it's a very similar idea that in this, you know, time, again, the days are darker, it's mm-hmm. getting colder, feels more like that, right? The trees are dying, <laughs> yeah. right? Especially um, in Michigan. Yep. Everything is gray. It's Yeah, it's getting kind of... Today is beautiful. It's kind of nice today. It's yeah. very nice. But again, as we do that, we're, we're looking to Christ. Right. And preparing for him, for his coming, for us to come in contact with our creator mm-hmm. and judge, um, but also our loving savior. And so we have to be ready for that. And so Advent is this time of preparation, mm-hmm. which is very similar to this idea of memento mori, which right. is preparing for the end. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not to say, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Father, but that's not to say that as Catholics and Christians in general, that we should be living our life, looking around the corner, wondering when we're going to die. Like that's not probably great, right? Right. Because that's fear-based. Right. And yeah. we shouldn't be afraid of what's to come because right. we've been promised uh, through the salvation of our Lord yeah. that we have something better. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything you want to say to people who sometimes really the death, the concept of death really kind of freaks them out or like they're mm. terrified, even as Christians who like they know that they shouldn't be, but they are. What would you say to them? Well, St. Paul also says that perfect love casts out all fear. Mm-hmm. And so we have to look to God who is love itself. Yeah. And if we stay focused on him, then we won't be afraid of death because we'll be living in him. And so I've been kind of lately going back to that over and over again. I feel like a broken record sometimes mm-hmm. where it's just think of God more, pray more. You know, like that really is the solution to so yeah. much of the worry, the anxiety, the fear we have. We just, our hearts aren't habituated to mm-hmm. look to the Lord. We look to all these other things. We're worried about, you know, the things of this world. Right. Um, so when it comes to the sphere of death, then look to the author of life mm-hmm. and living in him can give us the comfort, right? Um, but sometimes looking to Christ can kind of sting <laughs> mm. because we see how we're living apart from him, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, and sometimes we look to him for comfort in our, in our fear, in our kind of being scared. And sometimes when we look to him, we realize, okay, Jesus, it's hard to look at you yeah. because I know how I'm living my life. But again, that's a grace too. Right. Because that's the love of Christ touching mm-hmm. that person's heart, helping them to, to change. To a- absolutely. I know in my life when I've experienced those moments, I often refer to those moments as like Jesus hitting me in the head with a two by four. And uh, I don't know <laughs> what it is. It, sh- yeah. like, it is though. Like I think I need, uh, I constantly like think of my uh, guardian angel as someone who's giving me aggressive pep talks all throughout the day. 
uh, because I don't listen to the quiet, subtle motions of the Holy Spirit. I probably should. I'm working on it. Uh, But the two by four situations and the aggressive pep talks are where my like soul thrives. And I know, and I've had moments of like, I'm doing the best I can. And Jesus is like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think you could do better. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I walk down to confession or I go to church or I go receive the Eucharist, depending on the situation. Mm -hmm. And it's those graces that we are given in those sacraments that I'm like, oh, you know, like I got this, you know, with the help and grace of God. But like, I I can do this. So it sounds like, because you mentioned trying to do the best you can. And then Jesus says, I think you can do better. (laughs) Yeah. So like we become so complacent, right? With saying, yeah, I'm fine. You know, everything's good. We're all right, right? And I think this, like, thinking about our death wakes us up from that a little bit. Oh, absolutely. It's it's one of those two-by-four kind of things (laughs) where we think, oh, actually, you know what? I could be doing a little better. And I think this is a a healthy way to challenge ourselves, to to think about, yeah, we're going to die. And God can use that as one of those two-by-four moments to slap us across the head and say, hey, wake up, you know? Oh, absolutely. yeah, and and the great thing about that too is that he gives us the grace to do it. You know, mm-hmm. he's with us. He's not trying to punish us, but um, sometimes we need to recognize, yeah, you know what, I've fallen away, and I need to, yeah, change how I, how I live so that I'm ready for that moment when I meet the Lord face to face. Right. Now, on the same token, I know we have a few minutes left, but I did just want to mention that for those of us who suffered loss, who've lost loved ones and inevitably will. Um, one of the things that brings me great comfort, and I'm sure father, you could speak on this as well Is I was actually at a funeral yesterday and the gospel reading was the story of Lazarus mm. and you know, the shortest sentence in all of scripture yeah. is, and Jesus wept. Beautiful. And it's one of those things that brings me great comfort. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the pastor at this parish made a comment and I don't know why I've never thought of it before, but Christ in his you know, friendship with Lazarus, brings him back to life. Mm-hmm. And it never occurred to me to think of the fact that like, but Lazarus died once again. Like, you know, he yeah. lived a life and then he died again. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think about that very much either. I don't think I've ever thought of yeah, that Yeah, we're focused on the miracle yeah. of Jesus bringing somebody back to life, right? But he, he would have died. Right. But this on. time he died with the knowledge that his savior had, well, yeah, probably with the knowledge, depending on when he died, mm-hmm. that his savior had conquered death. Yeah. So in that sense, maybe he, he died to, in this world, that died in a physical way, mm-hmm. but his soul lived forever. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's, I'm sure that when he experienced death that first time, he was probably pretty scared. You know? Absolutely. this hope of eternal life wasn't there in the same way that we know it is right. as Christians today. But then imagine, yeah, him dying that second time, knowing that Jesus brought him back to life once before. Right. He's going to do it again. Yeah. And that's the promise. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of a beautiful reflection. Right. I, it really struck me mm-hmm. yesterday. And I think as someone, I've suffered loss of loss yeah, in my sure. life. And mm-hmm. I'm not the only one. It is yeah. a part of life. Yeah. But I know it brings me great comfort to know that my loved ones are in the embrace of God mm-hmm. in one way or another. And for those suffering loss, I think moving into Advent is such a beautiful time to reflect on the joy that Christ will bring their loved ones. Yes. So, um, well, just to kind of wrap up the conversation, I know um, this was a lot. So thanks for today. And, you know, I know it wasn't necessarily a happy topic, but actually we kind of hope it was. But hopeful. Yeah. You know, like, okay, yeah, life isn't always happy either, but it's hopeful if we stay focused on the Lord and preparing our hearts for him. Right. Um, 
And yeah, I'm sure we'll get into a lot more oh, of these crazy topics. We got tons the, of plans. Oh yeah, we're excited. Uh, I do want to just say one for those who are looking to kind of dive into this uh, concept of memento mori and really pray with it some more. Um, there's a, a sister, her name is Sister Teresa Alethea Noble, and she has a whole book and a journal and a devotional uh, called Memento Mori, Prayers on the Last Things. I own it. I've read parts of it. And then I was in a season of my life where I'm like, nope, not ready for this. Yeah. Uh, but I have a lot of friends who've read this and they're like, this was a phenomenal reflection. And it's something I'm going to consider praying with this Advent as well. So uh, if anyone's looking for that, you can get it on Amazon or probably any bookseller near you. <laughs> We're not sponsored. <laughs> We're not sponsored by anyone. But yeah, Sister uh, Tricia Noble, she has some awesome stuff on Memento Mori and has, in a sense, resurrected this mm -hmm. devotion uh, and really helped people accept it and, and pray with it today. So yeah. yeah, she's got some great stuff. Yeah, so please check her out. So, Well, Father Peterman, do you have any um, prayer intentions or anything that we can kind of keep in mind for you or anything you would like us to be praying for? Sure. Well, just yesterday, I was at the Michigan March for Life in Lansing. Awesome. And uh, so I would continue to pray for the pro-life movement, uh, for those uh, mothers and fathers that are struggling with some tough decisions, um, and for all those who are fighting for, uh, you know, the legal rights of the unborn. I uh, definitely want to pray for them, and protection for them. And uh, also, yeah, I guess personally for me, just continued prayers in my ministry, that I stay focused on Christ. It's easy to get distracted with mm -hmm. all the little things. And so, I yeah, just in general. Imagine, yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Okay. Um, and on that note, uh, do you want to give a closing prayer and a blessing? Sure, sure. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us. And we'll close in prayer now. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your gift of life. And we thank you for the solemn rem reminder we have that someday we will die but we focus on you that you have given us the hope that one day we shall live with you forever. We ask that all those listening to this podcast will hold on to that hope and keep you as their focus. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Thank you, Father. And until next time, please join us on the next episode of Seek What's Above. <laughs>